0: Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance cdkng.com slash bball for eligibility deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources.
1: What's up everybody thanks for joining us today my name's is Ken Swanson this is the AP Laboratory it's the Wednesday edition of the show uh, last time you're gonna hear from us this week, uh, we got a lot to cover. The, the schedule releases on Thursday. Craig is going to take a crack at a game, and I can't wait to see if it's better than Maddie's. Uh, Impossible. Speaking of Maddie, find him on Twitter at Chief in Carolina. He's here. Uh, hello, my friend. How are we doing today?
2: Listen, we know there's only room for one Game Master on this podcast. I will not let the Renaissance man edge me out of yet another title, yet another thing that gets to be mine. Here comes Craig. He gets out there on television. He thinks he can start elbowing me out of the way just because you're <laughs> kind of getting there. You're following Kent's footsteps. You're becoming a superstar yourself, as if you weren't already there. Game Master is my shtick. It is what I provide to this podcast. Craig, you have 13 seconds to defend yourself.
3: I First of all, the first person to see me on TV is literally the first person to see me on TV, you guys. So that didn't happen. Uh, second of all, I, <laughs> I the Game Master is the closest thing to the truth of any of the nicknames <laughs> that you guys have given me so it's true i might try and take that one
2: <laughs> no if your game doesn't no, have spelling man, that's... it's doomed
1: first off maddie i i hate to tell this to you but if your only contribution to this show is your games
2: great games you have a, you may not be here very much longer listen Kate, i'm still here so my games just must really hit home with the audience
1: uh, your games are awesome for all of the wrong reasons. I'm a youthful Regis. It's just
2: fodder for... A youthful Regis. <laughs> He's a youthful Regis. <laughs>
3: I'd make that stick. I love that nickname. <laughs> ha-
2: yes. Can, w-
1: can we start calling Mad- Maddie the youthful Regis? Yes. Can we please get a few people on Twitter to call Maddie hashtag youthful Regis? Honestly, will make my day. Oh my god, that's so amazing! Okay, so here's what we're gonna do today. I made some questions uh, about the schedule. I want to go through all of these. We'll talk a little bit about the schedule, um, and then a- after the break, Craig has some over unders that uh, that he's he's put out there, and I think there's some unique spins on them that that will uh, it, it maybe it could be almost off seasonish too. Uh, okay, so here we go. I This is the first question. I want the Chiefs to open the season with blank, Craig. I want the Chiefs to open
3: the season with the Texans. My goodness let's hang a banner oh. in front of bill o'brien and deshaun watson <laughs> just rub that in dan Sorensen is a team captain i mean let's put it all out there i want the texans in week one
2: <laughs> Oh. that was gonna be one of my answers that was something i was considering but my idea was why start at the tail end of the snake when you can go straight for the head patriots home opener Barry Belichick with Jarrett Stidham starting at quarterback, it won't even be a fight. I'm thinking at least a 55 point win, and that would be. And usually, I wouldn't be all for a lopsided victory to start the year. I'd like to see a good game make a statement, but it would be worth it to do that to Bill Belichick.
1: I like the idea of playing the Patriots earlier too. I mean, I'm not. I just because they're they're not going to be as established at that point yet, so I don't hate that idea. Uh, Or good at
2: all this year. They might
1: not be. You know what? I'm gonna do. I'm gonna mix it up. Like I probably would have picked. I probably would have picked New England too. But there's another one. I want to let's let's just get Denver at home out of the way right off the bat because here's. I'm just telling you guys. For the rest of the off season, we are going to hear about the Denver Broncos. Loading up on offense to try to hang with the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's just get the gun show out right off the bat. Let's just see what they're up to. Because we're going to hear, I'm telling you, we're going to hear this for two months. This is the same old dance. This is the new version of, can the Chargers unseat the Chiefs? No! No! And neither can the Broncos. And the Broncos can't hang because Drew Locke is their quarterback. Next question. I don't want the Chiefs to open up with blank. Who don't you want them to open up with?
2: I... I don't really have it. I think Baltimore would probably be the biggest one. I don't, we wouldn't want to see Baltimore first. I want that to be later in the year, let some teams, let both. It's on the road anyway. Yeah, and that's you will see how much I care about the schedule as we start working through this, and I have no <laughs> idea who plays who because, again, I don't care about the order of the schedule very much. Don't go play Carolina, don't or don't play Carolina, don't play Atlanta. Again, I don't want to see a blowout in game one. I want you to play a team that has some level of talent. A blowout, unless it's the Patriots or the Texans, like a team that's seemingly good to the eye of the public, I don't want to see.
3: Along that exact same vein, I don't want to see the Jets. Like, I just feel bad for the Ugh. Jets. And week one, Jets versus Chiefs. Who wants to watch that? I mean, we want to watch it because you know we'll get to see uh, <laughs> we'll get to see Chad Henne in the third quarter. But I, <laughs> nobody else wants to watch that. The NFL doesn't want to put that first.
2: I think you mean Shea Patterson. I, Ooh, no, oh
3: no,
1: I do, definitely do not mean Shea Patterson. Maddie, <laughs> Maddie, don't get me triggered, please. Um, I don't want to see the Chargers Week One. I just. They're going to be so boring this year. They're like, and like once it's going to take Herbert, like once Herbert finally gets up and running, which might be not at all this year, like Tyrod Taylor in September, boring. Uh, okay, I don't want to have to play blank in December. Um, I think, I, I don't really want to play Baltimore in December. I would rather get that game out of the way early in the year when the weather is warmer in a shootout, I don't want to have to go play in the cold in Baltimore against a physical team. Like, like the Ravens are Uh, just, just, just blow them out, blow them out the water early in the year when, you know, they feel like they can sling it around the rock around the field.
2: Similarly, I don't want to go play Buffalo in December because the weather is probably even worse in Buffalo. I don't think Buffalo's really contending for a Super Bowl because they still have Josh Allen, but they're still going to be a very good football team. So it's not going to be an easy game. Like in December, I either want you to play a Super Bowl contender like the Saints, like the Ravens, like Tampa Bay, or I want you to play an easy opponent. I don't want to see a hard game that's losable like to the Bills, but that I don't think shows you much about your ability to win or go to the Super Bowl. So just get out get me out of here with the Bills.
3: Mine was going to be the Bills for the very same reason, but I'll go with the Broncos here just to be a little different. Similar sorts of things. You're going to have weather be a little bit more of a factor. It's going to be colder. Drew Locke, if he figures it out with those weapons as the season goes along, that could be a really dangerous game near the end of the year. So I just, I don't want... A team, a cold weather team that can actually compete with the Chiefs in December. I want to ease into that one seed at the end of the year there and just kind of coast to the bye.
1: All right. Blank
3: will be tougher than people think. Carolina Panthers. I am what? terrified what? of their front. Yeter gross mottos. Derek Brown, Kawan Short. Brian Burns. That is scary to me. That can get after the passer. That can be damaging up front. And then they've got Jeremy Chin, Trey Boston, guy we love, Stanley Thomas Oliver, Troy Pride, and they've got Dante Jackson still on the backside. I think that defense is actually going to be good this year. If Teddy Bridgewater can play decently, he's got Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel that's good enough with Christian McCaffrey to do some damage on the offensive side. So I think the Panthers might be a sneaky good team this year.
2: For me, it's the Denver Broncos. I like what they did in the draft. I think they got guys to surround Drew Locke with every possible chance to be good. And absolute worst-case scenario. From what I saw from Drew Locke last year, I think he's going to be fine. Worst-case scenario, you get a... Alex Smith final year with the Kansas city chiefs kind of thing, where there's just so much talent around him that their offense is going to be good on multiple levels. I think their offense, as long as their offensive line, really is starting to gel. Like the coaching staff seems to think, I think their offense could be a little bit better than people are giving them credit for. I think they have some massive holes on defense, but we're talking about the chiefs here. Like the only way you're going to beat the chiefs is by scoring points. And I think Denver is on the cusp of having an offense that can Think about keeping up with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. They can't. Uh, <laughs> I'm going
1: to go with Atlanta. I think Atlanta is going to be a little tougher than people think. They ended the season pretty well, actually. I mean, they started off abysmally. Um, I think they've got, you know, they did get rid of Muhammad Sanu, so I don't know, guys, like that could be a really big problem No, But they got, they, they still got good receivers: Julio Jones, obviously, Calvin Ridley. Um, pretty good defense. I think that's a team that can be a little bit more competitive than, than people think. Uh, I am not as scared of blank, Maddie.
2: I'm going to try not to take two here. So I'm just going to go with the New Orleans Saints. Drew, Drew Brees cannot throw farther than five yards down the field. They have to bring in Taysom Hill if they're throwing the ball vertical. And by vertical, I mean six yards. They have to bring in this (laughs) sub-package quarterback, and it's really hit or miss when he comes on the field. The the New Orleans Saints absolutely positively do not scare me when you're an offense like the Chiefs, who I think would outscore them in a dome, on a grass field, on the street, in the curb, in the woods, wherever you want to play them. The Chiefs offense is better at absolutely everything. Saints do not scare me, not only from just a good team perspective, but especially as a matchup against the Chiefs. I don't get a, it. Don't get it.
3: What What about Jameis, though? Like, what about Jameis? You want to talk about throwing the ball oh, downfield. Listen, what about Jameis?
2: That play the Saints early so you don't have to see Jameis. Maybe that should have been my answer earlier. <laughs> now that Jameis can see, I don't know. That game in the woods might be a little scary.
1: Greg?
3: Uh, for me, I'm just not scared of The division, basically. I I know that that's (laughs) that's kind of taking it out. I know I said that if the Broncos figured out. I don't expect them to. So from that regard, I'm just not really scared of the division. Even though they drafted well, I like what they did. It's just Andy knows how to beat these guys when he doesn't have the best player in the world. So I'm just not worried at all about playing any of these teams at any point of the season, realistically. I just don't want to play... A cold weather game, basically.
1: <laughs> uh I am not scared of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I am not worried at all. But they've got Gronk now. Gronk was literally jumping in from the rafters onto WWE wrestlers a month ago. He's been partying like crazy. I am not I'm not scared of him. I'm not scared of 43 year old Tom or Tom Brady. I'm not afraid of that group as old. The receivers are great. Don't get me wrong. I don't know how I don't know how great consistent Tom is going to be able to get the the ball to those guys for the course of a season. I think you're going to see the same kind of struggles as the season wears on, even though we're in warmer weather. Okay, we will see blank again in the playoffs. Um, you are you're going to see Buffalo again. And you're going to see Buffalo in the AFC championship game.
3: Ooh, somebody's riding high on Josh Allen right now.
1: They're going to make a Tennessee-like run. They're going to upset a team. Maybe Baltimore.
3: Probably Baltimore.
1: (laughs) And the Chiefs will make it to the Super Bowl after beating Josh Allen in the Buffalo Bills Craig Tampa Bay they're gonna see
3: Tampa Bay in the playoffs uh, in the Super Bowl that's when they're gonna see in the Super Bowl in Tampa Bay and everybody's gonna blow it out and make such a big deal and then Mahomes is just gonna <laughs> run ragged over that crew so I'm gonna go with Tampa Bay.
2: <laughs> I I purposefully moved myself to the end of this to take Tampa Bay because I wanted to dunk all over Kent Swanson's terrible takes about not being scared of Mike Evans or Chris Godwin or the talent that they've put on the field in Tampa Bay because an average quarterback, which James Winston unable to see was not last year was still a competent team. You now put (laughs) Tom Brady out there. Who, Yeah, he's clearly lost a step. He's clearly not as good as what he once was. You don't have to be great to throw to Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. And yeah, Gronkowski by the end of the year is probably going to be a little bit useful. Oh, hey, by the way, they still have OJ Howard, who's an excellent tight end, and Cameron Brake who's another, man, Chiefs fans would love to is be. He? The Chiefs fans would love Tampa Bay right now. You could run three tight ends on every snap. People would be getting their rocks off all <laughs> over the place with that roster. But that's besides the point. They will see Tampa Bay again in the Super Bowl. That team is very good, and I think Tom Brady with Bruce Arians is going to be more than good enough to lead them to the Super Bowl just to fall 0-2 against the Chiefs this year.
3: I would just like to point out that a true game master wouldn't have sabotaged himself there by moving me in front of him to steal his answer.
1: Oh. Uh, that would have been a really fantastic transition, but Maddie wants us to do record predictions, so we're going to go ahead and do those real quick. Maddie, why don't you lead us off?
2: Uh, I think it's pretty clear the Chiefs are going to go 15-1 and while resting their starters in the last game of the season. Whoever that may be against, it'll probably be a divisional game at the Las Vegas Raiders. We'll lose that one because we'll rest our starters.
3: I th- I, I predicted 19-0 and last year, and the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. And I did it in jest, but... I'm doing it again <laughs> the are going to win the Super
1: Bowl again. Okay, uh, I'm going 14 and two. Uh, I I'm gonna have a hard time finding those two losses because apparently I'm just not afraid of Don't anyone. Nope, tell us. So. We know the losses. <laughs> uh, let's say uh, at New Orleans on a fluke.
2: Jameis game. Let's
1: say the Jameis
2: game. I understand. The Jameis
1: game. Let's go. Let's do this. Let's go at Buffalo mm. in another flute game. No,
2: no, I think that's that's a realistic loss, especially if it's it in is. December. That's is.
1: They're good. They're and Buffalo's good, man. Don't sleep on Buffalo. All right, we're gonna take a break, and we are gonna play Craig's game right after this. All right. So Maddie has historically been terrible Fantastic. at games. Go on. Forcing us to do. Head math, forcing us to know what players have double consonants in their name, uh, just absolute train wrecks. Just any
3: Just time wait till I bust tries. out the temple. And it's honestly... next time
2: we're live, there's going to be a temple you have to run through, and slime.
3: <laughs> okay, this sounds this sounds amazing to me. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Maybe
2: <laughs> maybe Maddie can't
1: be the game master. Go <laughs> Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yes. Here or What? Uh, I mean, I I would. I, I used to be scared of the prison guards. Of course you did. By the way. Yeah. I had this, like, little, like, when they jump out, like, and then I watched an episode when I was an adult, I was like, they aren't even jumping out fast. I'm just really scared. That's shocked. why
2: Craig wasn't scared, because he was an adult when it was going on. <laughs> That's true.
1: That's a good point. Craig was in college. That's a very good point. Um, okay, Craig, why don't you just – why don't you lay out this game and hopefully it doesn't involve any of the things that Maddie has asked us to do in the past. It definitely doesn't. I just came up
3: with some over-unders on my own. These are not Vegas over-unders at all or anything like that. Just some stuff based on what's happened right recently here involving the offseason mostly here. So I just want to kick this off. Just some things – to kind of keep an eye on as we're going through the offseason. First one here, Brett Veach trades before week one. We know we remember the Carlos Hyde trade last year. I'm setting the over-under at one and a half. Maddie, is that an over or an under this offseason?
2: Well, there's not a super fun component to this. I'm not doing math or spelling anything. There's no like wheel to spin. <laughs> but if I was pressed to answer this question, I would go with under I think that there's I think there will be a trade, it, one trade from the Chiefs before the start of the season. I just don't I think it'll be hard to get to two especially with the place we are with the NFL right now and the way the whole coronavirus thing has affected everything. I don't know if teams are going to be willing to make last second trades and try to get new players up to speed potentially virtually at the last second. So I think that might hinder it a little bit, but I do think you could see a depth trade before week one. So I'm going still under, but with one
1: I'm going under as well, but I think that's a good line, Craig, because um, I, I think the chiefs are in a situation where they could trade from depth, similar to the where similarly to where they have in the past. Um, at some certain positions. So I I do, I I wouldn't be stunned if it's over one and a half, because I do think there are some things and some players that they could, you know, swing for a a, a seventh round pick or a player for player trade. Like they've done in the past with anger for, for Wood. What I like the line, but I'm taking under as well.
3: I I just think that there's no way that they keep all the running backs and interior offensive linemen that they have on their roster. One of those positions is getting a trade potentially both. So uh, next one, cornerback additions from now going forward that make the roster. I'm setting it at 0.5. So basically if they make a move, it's an over, over under Kent.
1: I would love to see Logan Ryan here in Kansas city. I don't think it's going to happen. I think they're going to, they're going to, they're going to roll with these youngsters. They're going to see what they have. And I think they are going to let it ride. So I am going to take the under
2: clarification here. uh substitute game master. If it's a slot corner slash safety in the role of like Kendall Fuller, does that count?
1: Yes. What's he listed
2: Is, as? It, what's he it, listed it, Kendall as? Kendall Fuller
3: was listed as a cornerback, okay. so yes, that's that what counts. I'm saying. Yeah. If he's
2: yes, if he's listed as a corner, like I mean, if he's a safety and he's listed as a safety, no, yeah. I didn't, didn't phone a friend; I asked Craig the question. I am gonna say over. I think, especially, we don't know what's going on with the Bashad Breeland situation, but it sounded like he was facing a potential suspension before this other thing came up. I don't know if the Chiefs are going to be willing to roll into the season with only. Rashad Fenton is the only other outside corner with a little bit of experience. So I do think they bring in somebody, maybe like Morris Claiborne level player, a guy that's you know probably not going to be looked at as a starter, but that might be able to get some useful run out of him. Prince of Mukamara, I'm pretty sure still a free agent. I think he would be somebody that could come in, probably play relatively quickly at some point in time. I think he Logan Ryan. There's some guys out there that could play a little bit at cornerback that are still available, and I think if you get some of these vets, they can probably pick it up pretty quick and maybe give you some early season reps. Maybe even later into the season if you get a Logan Ryan, who's still a really good corner. So over for me.
3: Yeah, I I think it really is just the Bashad Breland situation. However that resolves is going to determine where they go from that. So rookie undrafted free agents from this year's draft class that make the roster. I'm setting this at two and a half, Maddie. What do you think?
2: So again, the roster now goes up to 55 players, but mm-hmm. two of them are technically practice squad players still, right? So those guys mm-hmm. don't count.
3: They don't count. Okay, right. So P- the 53-man so roster under
2: for me. I think I don't see any skill positions from undrafted free agency making the roster. I wouldn't be surprised to see one of the two big-named offensive linemen make it, but I think it'd be hard to get both of them on the roster. But even if you do, that still only takes up two. Like I just don't see the spaces for all these guys. I think you probably get one of LaVert Hill or Javaris Davis on there. That's one of those two guys, one of the offensive linemen. That puts me at two. I don't feel like I'm confident enough to say two of one position group is going to make it. So I'm going to take the under with only two of them.
1: Good for me that Maddie A forgot punter. about Tommy Townsend. I nope. forget about
2: punters because they don't matter.
1: <laughs> I'm taking the over. Tommy Townsend, LaVert Hill, Daryl Williams are all making the roster. Good Artie job, already got Kenny
2: Powers. I'm <laughs>
1: Already
2: saying Kenny Powers is losing the competition.
1: There's like... I think the I think the punter competition just got very interesting for us here on this on this show. Maddie, should we do a bet on who on what punter makes the
3: team? I, I like this.
2: I so don't care though. It's a punter.
3: <laughs> yeah, but I still like it. You you will care I still if, the, think if you is, got some skin in the game. Okay, I think right.
2: I'll take I'll take Tommy you know, Townsend. I think Sunshine should make the roster because he's a good punter. okay well i just forgot about him for craig's game purpose because i i knew
3: matt was gonna forget about him that's why that question was on here (laughs) i too think that daryl williams is making the roster i i went back and watched lavert hill and javaris davis again i man i i think if they're gonna keep a, a developmental guy davis might just be the guy He's just got speed go. and a little more size. And I like Lavert Hill better, but I think that maybe if they're trying to develop a guy, Davis makes more sense. Okay. This is relevant here. Taco Charlton sacks with the chiefs three. That's the over under. Now he had five with Miami last year, one the year before and three the year before that. So this is about the median line here for Taco Charlton Kent over or under three sacks for taco charlton
1: i think this is a great line again craig you are really good at this game master congratulations um you are not as good as young regis um but uh (laughs) give me the under i'm gonna go two and a half i i just don't see him producing over three but And this is also like taking into consideration that he's a lock to make this football team too. So this is just a great line. I'm taking the under.
2: Oh, I'm taking the over on this bad boy. I think if you look at the way that Brendan Daly and Steve Spagnuolo has this defensive line, this pass rush playing, they are going to produce, they are going to get sacks for guys that can see the field. I think Taco Charlton is a good enough player to get on the field. And if you can be on the field for this defense, you are going to have some opportunities. You're going to get some one-on-ones with tight ends Hello, Emmanuel Agba, Alex Ogufor. You're going to get some stunts that are going to open you up for free sacks. All you have to do is give effort. And while I know that's been a slight issue with Taco Charlton, it's not always been a problem with him going back to college. I think he's going to be ready to go. I think getting three, not even by his own skill, might just come through the defensive scheme. So I'm going to take the over on this. I think he's better than Tondo on was going into last year. And we saw how he developed last year. He's better than Breland Speaks. If better than Damone Harris, he's essentially competing with Alex Okafor for snaps, I think, right off the bat.
3: And I think it's worth noting that Alex Okafor can't finish a season right now. So Taco is going to get some reps if he makes this roster. All right, final Sano
1: had Tano had four regular season yeah. sacks last year.
3: And that way. was he was very limited early. Like that he was basically just a NASCAR guy when they had their full complement of defensive ends there. So
2: all four defensive ends, like the first four guys, all had over three sacks, right? Agba, Passanio, Clark, Okafor. So I mean, like I said, I feel like if Taco makes that yep. rotation, he's gonna get there, and I think he should make the rotation over everybody else besides Clark and Okafor win healthy.
3: Yeah. Okay, final one, and this one is more of a season long one, but we've gotten a lot of questions about it, so I'm going to go with it. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire scrimmage yards on the season 1782. If that number seems very specific. That's because that's I know. that's what Kareem, Kareem Hunt did in his first year. Maddie, look at you, game master. Over or under?
2: But see, now you keep anointing him game master, but I don't know if Craig knew this. That would be the second most scrimmage yards out of any player in the NFL last year. And that's a lot for a rookie that's going to an offense that is going to go through the quarterback still, whereas Kareem Hunt's offense was not going through the quarterback. So that's just a big number. Unless you are the focal point of your offense, that's a hard number to hit, especially when there is going to be snaps where other running backs are going to be on the field for different stuff. I think this is an easy under, and I still don't think that says anything bad about Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I just think he's going to be super efficient. He's going to come in around that 15, 1,600 range, and it's just going to be under this. Because Like I said, this would be second in the NFL last year behind only Christian McCaffrey, who was essentially the entire Panthers football team.
1: I'm going under as well, but that doesn't mean that Clyde Edwards player doesn't have the same kind of impact that cream hunt does. It's just opportunity cream had a lot of opportunity uh, to save, you know, to kind of save Alex's butt a little bit, you know, I mean, that's just, you know, he got leaned on heavily and he's not going to get leaned on the same way, but he doesn't have to, which actually could extend his career, make him really valuable for the next five years. And, um, but I, I will say this, he's going to have more yards in the passing game. I will say that. Uh, he's definitely going to have more than Kareem Hunt in the passing game.
3: I I just wanted to kind of put that out there because people say, oh, can he be Kareem to kind of put an actual number there? And to keep that in mind, over the past five seasons, that number in scrimmage yards would be top five in every single season. It's not just 2020. yeah 2020, he would have been second, but he would have been top five, a lot of times top three, in the past five years there so if he gets up there even 1600 is top 10 most years so that's a situation where if he goes top 10 in scrimmage yards in his rookie year that's outrageous so
2: well and hunt also got 325 touches 335 attempted touches with just 10 targets he didn't catch so that came out to only about five and a half yards per touch i think the Clyde Edwards Teller is gonna be hilaire, sorry, is gonna be above five and a half yards per touch. There's just no way he's getting that many opportunities in this offense.
3: Right. It's a pure volume thing there, yeah.
1: Yeah. I will I will I will say this though. In Mahomes' first year in those eleven games that he played, Kareem Hunt was pacing for seventeen hundred and fifty yards, which is absurd. Um, so maybe it'll be a little bit closer than we think. Uh, because if I mean if Clyde's if Clyde's usage is similar to Kareem actually I, I still think they're gonna sling it though I still think they're gonna be slinging it more even even though because like I mean it was Mahome's rookie year but I did find that interesting he was pacing for 1750 yards uh in Kansas City okay that is going to do it for the Wednesday episode thank you guys so much for listening be sure to check out the AP editor show at 11 a.m tomorrow, and we will be back on Monday. Catch you later. Youthful
2: Regis.